Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao What's going on, everybody? And thank you once again for joining me on another episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts. Provided to you by Sideshow Conversations, of course. It's your host with the most, Mr. Cripple Lacrosse Face himself, Val. Bringing you elite information and entertainment in the world of professional wrestling. Yes, the sport that we love and we love to hate. So let's go right into it. We're going to do a little recap on the month of November going into December. And all the news and craziness that's been happening. Whether it be ROH, New Japan, or the WWE. So let's start right into it. Let's talk about the WWE. First thing I want to go into, females. You know what? I'm happy right now. Recent call-ups from NXT with Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and of course Sarah Logan going to SmackDown, making Riot Squad, doing a whole angle of just jumping the females, jumping the female locker room as well too um, on live TV has made an impact in the SmackDown division. I love it because it brings new faces and it gives like a nice fresh coat of paint on the product. Same thing with Raw, even though it's kind of similar, and of course in the same week as well too, Paige made her long-awaited debut, bringing out, let's see here, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose with her. So I believe their group is called Absolution, not a fan of the name, but fan 
that Paige has a little group of lackeys destroying the Raw Women's Locker Room as well, too. So, I'm a big fan of Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville as well, too, coming out of the last Tough Enough season. Of course, Paige being a part of that as well, too. They have a connection there. And I love the fact that with the Riot Squad on SmackDown, there are a bunch of indie darlings that really banded together in NXT and making, they are licking their chops of making an impact in the uh, SmackDown locker room. So, awesome job for the ladies. And of course, when, when uh, a whole bunch of females move up to the main roster, that leaves NXT open to new females. And we've seen a lot of girls from the Mae Young Classic make their debuts as well too, which I love. And I think if we're going to get any, any role or any indication of what we saw on the Mae Young Classic translate to NXT, we're going to be in for a treat. So, so happy for that. Way to see what these women produce. Hopefully, we're going to get that female Royal Rumble coming January that everybody's talking about with all these ladies moving up to the main roster. And I, for one, am in for that. I want to see the ladies get a spotlight and show that they can work just as hard as the men. So, kudos to the ladies right there. Let's see, let's see. Let's talk about Matt Hardy and the Awoken character has come. Yes, Matt Hardy is bringing back the broken Matt Hardy character. Maybe not broken, but a little Awoken. And I, for one, am happy for this. Um, it seems that the legal battle with Impact Wrestling and WWE has come to a close. It recently made a statement stating that most of the characters that have come from Impact Wrestling can now journey out and use these characters with no problem whatsoever. That's not by verbatim, but I'm just saying um, a way for everybody to understand basically that that legal battle is over. And now we get to see the characters of Jeff and Matt take it to a whole different level. We know that Jeff is out for about a good six more months, but Matt can now lick his chops into a new character. It may not be the same broken, but he can still use the delete gimmick. He can use the crazy hand gestures and the crazy voices and produce gold, whether it be comedy gold or maybe a dark twisted gold. Uh, well, it's yet to be seen, but I'm down for it. It seems that his first feud may be Bray Wyatt's, and although Bray Wyatt is a little crazy himself and has found himself in a little sand hole that he can't get out of, a little sand trap, um, I think it would be good for both their careers. Um, be a great mid-card feud, and let's see what happens there. Let's talk about the tag team divisions, alright? I think that if you look at both SmackDown and Raw, SmackDown... Even though they don't have the most tag teams in that division, they are killing it. Killing it, killing it, killing it. The Usos have made November their bitch. Usos have been the best tag team this year, in my opinion. They um, have exceeded all expectations. And they're continuing. They're, they're continuing their feuds with the New Day and they're being more relevant. Um, they're making another feud with Gable and Shelton Benjamin, which seems fun as well, too. The Usos have found a way to make themselves newer newer than a new day in a way where they keep on coming fresh whether it be heels would be a shade of gray whether they be uh faces um you're really not sure what comes out of it but at the same token you're intrigued by the characters so jimmy j i give you kudos right now you're doing the best 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 work in your career so keep it going guys on the raw side it's hard to say because they have most of the talent but not sure what's happening there you know 
you have the lights of the club that's still around. Come on, guys. New Japan Tag Team Champions right now, you know, coming into WrestleMania as the Tag Team Champions and now just doing nothing on the roster when you have even Finn Balor there. You can make a, a, a Bullet Club-esque group and you don't do it. You're dropping the ball. You're leaving money on the table. Don't know what's happening there, but that's a waste of a tag team. Um, you're still having the bar. Sheamus and Cesaro kind of run amok there as well, too. And the main few is the Shield with Rollins and Ambrose, which is getting a little stale now. Um, I'd like to see you know Rollins and Ambrose work together again, but the same token, I, I do want to see that Dean turn already. So the tag team division on Raw is a little lackluster. Let's talk about Survivor Series and how it's just um, a mess and coming out of it now. I mean, you're looking at feuds, potential feuds with Braun Strowman taking on Triple H for WrestleMania. I think that's what they want. We're looking at potential feuds of Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. We're looking at potential feuds of, let's see here, Roman Reigns and, I don't know, maybe Brock Lesnar? I can't say that. It's difficult to say. Survivor Series had the ability to create different stars. And what they did was go in reverse. They went safe bets. I mean, I, I guess it'd be nice to see um, Triple H versus Strowman down the line, but not at Mania. I think he deserves more. I think you're killing his steam a little bit. Um, you're also seeing the likes of Kane taking off Finn Balor and Finn getting squashed by Kane this whole entire time, which sucks because Finn at one point, was the top of the food chain. Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion. Now, he's nothing but a mid-carder, which, again, sucks to suck. It seems like they're taking two steps back instead of two steps forward. On the other hand, too, you look at SmackDown. Even though I love the fact that AJ Styles is the WWE Champion, I can't really say that improved Jinder Mahal whatsoever. And whatever they were going for with Jinder has either failed or they dropped the ball of him as well too. They didn't protect him en enough or they, they didn't just grow the character enough for people to really even care about him. Not hate him or even love him, just care about him. He's not even relevant. Uh, I know that in the next Class of Champions people you this month, they're going to have their rematch. So we're just going to see if we're going to get the belt back on Jinder going into WrestleMania season or if AJ is going to keep that title. Um... Personally, I would love to see AJ keep the title and have a main event at this year's Mania. But the same token, though, you want to get some kind of investment back with Jinder. So whatever the plan is going to be, I hope it's something really, really worth it. And it's going to pay off, at least at Mania. On the SmackDown side, too, you have the craziness going on with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Not too sure a couple of weeks ago was a work when they walked out of a match and they walked out of the arena. Uh, people are saying it's a work. People are saying it's not a work. That Vince was really pissed off, and that's why they didn't have a prominent role at Survivor Series. Um, it sucks because uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are two of the best workers on that roster, and the fact that they're not getting any kind of prominent roles is a little blasphemous, in my opinion. Let's talk about the call-ups from the year. Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura not getting their due diligence. I mean, Bobby Roode is going into a United States title match as a face, and Nakamura is Nakamura right now. I mean, he kind of got jobbed out of Survivor Series, and he kind of got jobbed out the last two um, title matches he had with Jinder. So, all that steam is gone. You know, you have a historic Hall of Famer 
from New Japan just jobbing out to dudes and it's tough. You know, someone with that much charisma you would think would be at the top of the food chain and he's not. So it's disappointing to see that. Hopefully next year he has enough motivation to kick ass like AJ did and take the WWE by storm. Uh, let's see here. That's really about it. I mean, the two specials they had for WWE were crazy in November. The uh, Ric Flair 30 for 30 was a little disappointing because I felt like it gave a bad impression for pro wrestling. Like, yeah, we're pro wrestlers. In the 80s and 90s, all we did was drugs, you know, fuck our family. And as much as I love Ric Flair, I did not like the fact that we saw him in that kind of light. We all know that he was Ric Flair. You know, the character of Ric Flair and himself in real life are so close that you wouldn't be able to tell a difference. But the same token, though... I would have felt that ESPN would have gave him, I don't know, a little bit more respect and give him a little bit more of an homage of what he gave to the NWA and WCW at the time as well, too. Um, because back in the 70s and 80s, I mean, wrestling was just as big as boxing. And you can't deny that Ric Flair was at the top of the totem pole. So I came into that documentary wanting to see that Ric Flair story. And not the personal tragedies that he put himself in through, whether it be divorce and women and drugs and not seeing his kids and his kids suffering throughout these um, years without him. It was hard to watch. It was heartbreaking to watch. There's some good moments in there, but I felt like it was uh, two steps back again for pro wrestling and two steps back for Ric Flair. There was another one that was pretty good as well, too, on the WWE Network, which is WWE 24. And it just gave the... A retrospect of Kevin Owens and his year in the WWE um, from the time he won the the Universal title to where he is now. Um, how he felt like his first reign as champion just did not live up to expectations for himself. His feud with Jericho culminating at WrestleMania. He felt like he had a decent match, but when he came back stage, talked to Vince, Vince just poo-pooed all over that. He was like, nope. Wasn't good. I agree. Wasn't a great match either. I don't know what they were going for, but the same token, you know, Kevin Owens just took it hard and felt like he's lost all respect um, that Vince had for him, and he had to work himself up to being relevant again. And it's just interesting you see that side of the WWE that they show that little behind the curtain sometimes because they're very, very, very strict on keeping you in that WWE land mindset. So it was interesting. Um, you get to see the woes and troubles and tribulations that Kevin Owens goes through as a professional wrestler, whether it be his weight, his height, whether it be his his style of wrestling. You know, a normal person maybe five years ago would not have the opportunities that Kevin Owens does. But the likes of Daniel Bryan, CM Punk open up those doors for him. So kudos to Kevin Owens. I, I do hope whatever slump he's in right now, he gets out of because, like I said, he's one of the best professional wrestlers to date. Let's get out of that. Let's get out of that. Let's talk about ROH and New Japan trying to collaborate once again. It seems that um, it was reported this week that Dave Meltzer was stating that ROH can never draw a uh, 10,000 seat crowd and I think that's outrageous because I do believe that ROH or New Japan have the ability to do a 20,000 crowd being the right venue. Nonetheless, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks have, uh, you know, they, they took that bet. They said, you know what, game on, Dave Meltzer, game on. 
And what they're doing now is for next year, they're going to be um, hosting a few events. I believe one in Chicago, one in California, and the other one in London. And they're coming out of their own pocket. They're all funding this event. And it should be, I think, a joint collaboration of ROH and New Japan as they have a working relationship. To prove Dave Meltzer wrong and say, hey, we can outsell 10,000 seats any day of the week need be. So I'm interested in this because um, it gives a little fire for ROH. I love the fact that Cody Rhodes is going back to the days his dad did, booking events and proving people wrong, you know, proving the naysayers wrong. You know, Cody really is passionate about wrestling, uh, whether it be in-ring or outside the ring. And I love the fact that he's really sticking his teeth with ROH, saying that this is his brand. He wants to uplift this to the next level. And this definitely would. I mean, hey, Chicago. Chicago is a huge wrestling-based audience. You have the Bullet Club alone with Omega, uh, Battle of Fale, if you bring Okada over, if you bring Nagata over, if you bring, um, who else, Naito over, you're going to sell tickets right then and there. Especially if you're going to have a United, uh, New Japan, United States title match down there. Oh, money, money, money sold right there. Um, definitely if you're in Chicago as well too, it wouldn't hurt to ask your boy CM Punk to come down and make an appearance right there. It's going to put seats uh, uh, seats in now with asses and seats. There you go. Almost messed up the term right there. You're looking at a London crowd. London is a ferocious crowd. They love wrestling. The fact that WWE hasn't really scratched the surface with European wrestling yet, going out there and going into the stadiums and the soccer stadiums or Wembley Stadium and selling out is a travesty. But you know what? Cody could do it. I definitely feel if if Cody really wanted to sell out one of these stadiums in London, he definitely could. Especially with the Bullet Club being as big as it is in Europe, Japan, uh, Asia, Europe itself, they would make a killing out there. And of course, California, looking at everything from PWG to all the Battle of Los Angeles crowd coming out there, I think they'll make a killing as well too because California loves the Young Bucks. California loves the Bullet Club. You know, so they'll make a killing. They'll exceed expectations, in my opinion. I think that um, it's going to be something crazy for New Japan and um, an ROH to accomplish, but not so crazy. I think it's going to be enough where they're going to take the wrestling audience and say, hey, look at us. WWE is not just out there. It's us as well, too. And finally, because I'm making this quick, let's talk about Impact Wrestling. Yes, Impact Wrestling, what are you doing? Uh, okay, I have so much things to talk about for the month of November from Impact, whether it be El Patron coming back to Impact Wrestling and them allowing him to do that disgusting rant that he did on Bound for Glory, which I paid for. Uh, let's talk about uh, the tag team division just being a little lackluster. I mean, I, I love LAX, but there should be more. There should be so much more. You have so much crop out there that you could take and pluck and say, you know what, you're going to be our next brand, and you're not doing it. You have TV, and you're not doing anything with it. Um, let's talk about, let's see here, where to start? Their title belts, how they had the original GFW belts, and now, since they are no longer affiliated with Global Force Wrestling, what they want to do <laughs> is keep the title 
but get a giant, no lie, giant bold letter printing of Impact Wrestling pasted on the title, all their titles, and just call those the new Impact uh, Championships. No, no, it looks disgusting. Same money you did to make those little prints, you could have made a new title right there. Oh, uh, Impact, you're having a comic book identity crisis, an infinite crisis, a cri crisis on infinite pro wrestling nerfs. I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, I, they have great talent. Bobby Lashley's great. Um, Johnny Mundo's great. I mean, you're going to have the influx of people from AAA. Um, you're going to have the influx of the X Division as well, too. They're still there with Sanjay Dutt. And uh, Petey Williams is back as well, too. So you have great talent there, but you're just not... You're making mistakes after mistake after mistake after mistake. I mean, maybe it was the fact that since Jeff Jarrett is gone now, they're trying to go into a new direction. But I don't know, man. Impact is like a it's like herpes, bro. They keep on coming back, I guess. It's like you think they're gone. You think they're down and out, but they keep on coming back. And it sucks because I never want to discredit a company because I love pro wrestling, all pro wrestling. But I just wish that... <laughs> They can just get their heads out their asses, stop being the WWE alternative, and start being their own federation. Look at Lucha Underground. Another big news right there. Lucha Underground's getting another season. Happy for that, man. They're they're a, a different, I guess. They're what you 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 seek for. When you're not looking for WWE. You know, it's a novella. It's a, it's a novella of action and crime and mystery and craziness and great cutscenes. Uh, Lucha Underground is fantastic. And these days I'll watch Lucha Underground over things like Impact Wrestling. I'll go out my way and find Lucha Underground instead of trying to go out my way to find Impact Wrestling. And it's tough. It's tough. It's tough because Impact has a lineage. It has history. It has so much history that you can go back on. And I think... It's going to take something to shake them up or they're going to go and fall. And if they fall, hey, the town has plenty of places to go. New Japan, ROH, um, even any of the indie uh, federations. To be indie darling now is to be the best thing in the world for you. You're making all that cash now, traveling, being your own brand. I mean, look at Cody Rhodes, look at the Young Bucks, millionaires. That being said, I do hope that Impact Wrestling does gets their head out their ass. It makes me upset because I really was rooting for them at one point, and now they're just uh, the WXC of uh, the wrestling industry. And yeah, no. Anyway, that kind of concludes this talk right here. Um, I did want to give a shout out right now that I'm going to be at Action Pro Wrestling Presents Revolution December 10th in Glendale, Arizona. Start time from 4.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. So that's next week, December 10th. Um, anybody in the Glendale, Arizona area, you should come check them out. There's going to be great characters. Sway, Chris Bay, Funny Bone, plethora of, of characters out there to you could sink your teeth into. Bring the kids, bring the wife, bring the girlfriend, have fun, have a good time. You know, support your pro wrestling um, or your... MMA out there, your local MMA out there as well too, your local pro wrestling, your local MMA, 
get out there, support them, because at the end of the day, you look at the big dogs like WWE, you look at the big dogs like Impact Wrestling, Ugh, I'm not going to say that, I'm going to retract that, you look at the big dogs like New Japan Wrestling, and they started somewhere, they started here, places like this, places like Glendale, Arizona, so support them, go out your way, um, Championship Wrestling for Arizona as well too, on um, TV as well too, local TV, Arizona 7 I believe, so check them out every Saturday as well, support, 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 um, I'm going to be there at Action Pro Wrestling Presents Revolution, and we'll see if I can get a couple of interviews with the crowd there, or a couple of uh, superstars, and we'll make a good time at it, anyway, it's your boy Val, you can reach me on Twitter, at Val Cisco, Uncanny underscore V, you can reach me on Instagram at Val Cisco. You can reach me here on Bumpus at Val Cisco Sideshow Conversations, where we talk about everything from pro wrestling, comic books, you name it, we're doing it. Movie reviews and all. Um, also, co-hosting with my boy Jay Rance on the Kimura Chronicles, an MMA podcast by the fans for the fans. Thank you, everybody. We're here on iTunes. We're here on on bumpers we're here on podcast republic reach out to us if you want to hear different things about pro wrestling if you want to hear things about local pro wrestling local mma movie reviews get at me 